What's going on, everybody? Happy Monday. Welcome to another episode of The Vile Files. I'm your host, Nick, and this is going to be a ton of fun. Uh, I have my dear friend, Charlene Joint, to help us with the Ask Nick. Uh, how you doing, Charlene? Hey. Hi. Good. How are you? I'm, I'm great. Charlene's one of my favorite people in the world. Uh, uh, we've been friends ever since my time on Andy's season when Charlene... Um, it was her first season writing her uh, blog, recapping the show on her website, um, what, uh, Pandas? I can't believe you don't even remember. I do. I'm like having a brain <laughs> fart. But. It's been a minute. Uh, Alltheprettypandas.com. The, yeah, that's what I thought it was. But uh, Charlene <laughs> and I just kind of like, we connected, you know, like we kind of understood each other and, you know, you know, this thing we do on Ask Nick episodes, you know, Charlene and I have been doing stuff like this just as friends when we get together, like talking about relationships, our own relationships, dissecting what we think, our friends' relationships. And so, um, Charlene... You really get is, off on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Charlene is as good as anyone about, you know, uh, giving relationship advice and trying to be as honest and, and, and unbiased as possible. And she's, you know, incredibly intelligent and wonderful. And so, uh, I appreciate you uh, coming okay. on, Charlene. Thank you for having me. It's an honor. Uh, how are you been otherwise? How's, uh, you know, we always like to check in with the whole quarantine uh, situation. Are you doing fine? Are you losing your mind? A little bit of both? I'm kind of doing a little disturbingly fine, if that makes sense. I'm no, uh, totally. intro. Yeah. 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 I feel like you probably know. I, I, you mentioned this in another one where you talked about how, like, there's no social FOMO because you know what everyone's doing. Yeah. And I, uh, a lot of my life decisions, I think are ruled by that sort of like FOMO or, um, YOLO. And it's why I went on the bachelor. <laughs> so, you know, it's, there's a real like liberty or freedom to just being like, well, I have nowhere to go. What am I going to choose to do at this time? And I am very introverted. So, uh, it's, it's almost dangerous. It's dangerous. Uh, like I, I like I haven't seen someone face to face in a screen in a while. Like this, this is a big deal for me. Yeah, no, I think you and I have. Have you ever done the Enneagram test? I have. I was a five and then four for secondary. Okay, I guess I'm a I'm a three wing four. So we're okay. both we're both secondary fours. Maybe the, I only ask because I know like I know a lot. Oh, of sorry, sorry, always, sorry to interrupt you. I'm a four and secondary five. Okay. I know a lot of people are always like, oh, we're just the same. But like, we do have a lot of similarities and we have differences, but yeah. um, it's always been us very easy for us to, 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 to talk and, and to get along. Um, I think a crucial difference between us is I care more what people think about me than you do. And even though you do care, you execute that care in a different way than I do. Yeah, I care, but it doesn't stop me from doing what I yeah. want. Yeah, I, I'm like crippled by it. Yeah, which I always <laughs> find surprising about you. Sometimes I don't. I never really understood where it was like. I I wish I I really think it's my upbringing and something Canadian about it maybe. But I was talking to Alon about this, uh, about who you know people who seem cool when you first meet them, you know whatever cool may be. Okay. And he was like, I was like, do I seem cool when you meet me? He was like, no. <laughs> it's like, but when you get to know you, you're really cool. <laughs> and I just thought that was a hilarious response and probably very accurate. Because a lot of people uh, write about such things. Yeah, I mean, I guess maybe like 
I wouldn't say cool, but I don't like you. You, I, I think you're intimidating. I mean, at first, I feel like with you, um, you seem probably cool, but like a little too cool, like a little too cool for school. And then when you get to know you, realize that you're really kind of a teddy bear, like quite sensitive. But you, you definitely don't give that off immediately. I don't. Uh, that's just more of my resting gaze. It's not, or like an aloofness, or just like aloof. That's talk. a great word to describe you. Early, early on. Well, I just, uh, it's one of those things. What here's what I, I care what people think, but I never have had this. I don't care enough to make sure that I'm giving an amazing first impression to the uh, to to just anyone. I have to like really be excited to meet you and then I'm really great. But if like I'm out and about and just like, I just don't have the energy to always be on. Okay. But I, I agree with you, obviously, because that's just accurate. But if, and when you were to hear that the kind of person that you like a person that you didn't give your all to wasn't a fan, you wouldn't love that feedback. Am Correct. I right or wrong? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I've always feel like that's like a this a double-edged sword for me cuz it's like yes. I care too much but like that's like you said I do care what people think. But I don't do anything about it often, which then also creates this like constant anxiety, you know, where it's just like, well, if I was going if I'm going to care so much what people think, why don't I help myself out? It's like I don't know, it's like paying parking tickets late for like you have no reason <laughs> to do it and you're just going to get like more fees, which, oh, by the way, I do that. Um, <laughs> I'm just only, I'm just creating my own. I'm, I'm, yeah. No. Okay. I, so I, next so. question about this, because I learned this actually doing the anagram thing. Do you feel like some of it has to do with actually less who you're meeting and whether you're excited about it or, you know, consciously putting your best foot forward? Or and do you think part of it is just the mood you're in? Uh, it's not really a mood. It's okay, more, so you don't think you're moody in that way? No, I don't think I'm a moody person. Do you? No, I don't. You're pretty steady in that regard. I, I think what sure, it is... If you are, you will, like, depending on who you're meeting or, I don't know, when it is, I, you know, you might make a winning first impression or, or not. So it's, just, I, I don't know how to say this with certainty that it's going to sound great. So I'll just say it. <laughs> just say it. <laughs> I, uh, I'm a heady person. I'm in my head a lot. And so I just yeah. have to be, I just have to be interested and intrigued. Yeah. And if I'm not interested and intrigued, I have a hard time reminding myself that I need to, pretend to be because usually i'm just more interested in what's in my own head and that's not because it's exciting or that interesting i'm just you know i i don't get out of my own way to enjoy the moment or be present um and if i'm not initially captivated captivated by whatever it is i i i don't do a good job of of making that person feel interested for what it's worth, that's one of my, it's not, that fact about you is not my favorite thing about you, but it, the fact that you can admit it is one of my favorite things about you. 
Like, <laughs> I remember the first time we ever talked about this. It was in relation to, I think, my singing. And like you asked, we've been friends for years. So I think you asked me my first question, like the first question you ever asked me about, you know, what I do for a living. And it didn't, I, it's never occurred to, I wasn't like ever like annoyed by it. It's just, it occurred to me. I was like, you've never asked me about my singing before. Like why? And he was like, well, you, cause you said this thing and it led me to these questions I had. And it's like, and other times it's just, I didn't really have questions. You know, you were far more intrigued by a conversation we might have about, you know, interpersonal things, like, which I totally yeah. relate to. But my favorite thing was how you were like, I know I should socially show that curiosity but you were like i i just don't i just don't care that much <laughs> but i was like <laughs> just because that's the kind of thing that so many people feel but no one will admit because they you know they're so concerned with how people feel about them yeah I mean, you, and you i would be very- lying if i said i haven't asked people questions about themselves just because i've wanted to seem interested because I wanted them to like me, which is that any better? Like it's not authentic. No, it is better. You're very good because like, <laughs> I they're mean, both, you're, they're you're, both terrible. You're, no, Usually it's I'm not, interested, like, but you know what I mean. Like, even if it's slightly insincere, you're very good about making people feel welcomed. And when I introduce you to people, uh, or let's say like, you know, uh, I bring a date, out with you and Andy, you're you're so good at making them feel comfortable. And I think even if it's quote unquote insincere, that's a very generous thing to do. For what it's worth, it's rarely insincere, but I'm the kind of person that will, if, if I give a lot, which usually I'll find something that I'm interested in to like, you know, spark conversation there. But if I find I'm giving and giving and giving and not receiving anything, I'll completely hold it against the person. <laughs> You will turn on people quickly. I do like that about you. Like, you like you that give, about uh, Sure, yes. Because that's your, that's your authentic side. Like You are far more generous that way. You're way more empathetic than I am. And you will give people a fucking leash that I can't comprehend. But once you do, you will like, you're done. And oh, I, yeah. I, I will say that I'm, I'm never really done with anyone. Because like I... I'm not good at showing empathy, but I actually do think that I'm I, I'm good at being like I'm always I do always try to understand uh the ways why why someone's doing the way why someone's doing what they're doing. Yes, but I think there's a caveat there. I think you you do try to think of that only when you respect them. Uh do I only when I respect? No, 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 no. I and mean, listen, if I don't respect them, I yeah, I don't have any time for them. Yeah, you. Yeah, I don't think that you would give it too much airtime in your in your mind. But there's people I don't know. I don't respect a lot about what they're doing. But I, I weirdly will. Even maybe it's for my own peace of mind to just be like, just I like to understand why people do what they do. Doesn't mean I like it. Doesn't mean I even respect it. It's just more. It makes me like I can understand that situation, and again, yeah. like yeah, I'm just more. And time heals all wounds. It's kind of like I also I don't like holding grudges at all. Um, I just feel that's very toxic energy for me, and that allows me to not hold grudges. Like I doesn't mean I trust that person anymore. It doesn't mean I really want them in my life. It just means that let's say I run into them down the road. 
I'm not feeling anything negative towards them because I've understood the situation and I've decided to let it go. I wish I was a little bit more like that, but I think the difference is that in order for me to reach that point, like you said, I have given enough leash yeah. where I feel wronged and betrayed or whatever, enough for me to be like done with that person that I can't help but hold some kind of a... No, that makes sense. Yeah. Like, I would, it, it took more to get to that point is what I'm saying. Yes. Um, <laughs> like, this, is, this is either really interesting w- to people or super boring. Really? Yeah. Like, why is this like... <laughs> Master class. I got to tell you, this uh, is, is such a, a phenomenal uh, tool, uh, master class. If you haven't uh, heard of it, it is an incredible platform uh, where they have gotten truly masters of all uh, in types of industries and fields, uh, the best of the best to kind of share their expertise to um, teach those uh, who are interested in learning more. Um, I guess that's the simplest way of, of putting it. And it's something I, I actually, I, I got it for myself and for a Christmas gift uh, this past year. I had seen it all over the internet and I was really curious. And so I tried it and I've absolutely loved it. Like I said, I, I've done the photography class. Um, I've done the negotiating class. I just started um, Bob, Bob Iger's, the uh, CEO and president of Disney, or granted, he's, he's rather he's transitioning out of it now, uh, as well as Jed Apatow's uh, comedy class. Uh, I just started both of them, kind of doing them simultaneously. Yeah, I've just been watching so much TV in the quarantine, and I was like, I need to be spending this time doing something that's just like going to make me feel at least a little bit accomplished. So yeah, I'm still finishing up the Judd Apatow one, but I'm I'm surprised how like detailed it gets. It's, yeah, it is totally. like taking a class from them. Get unlimited access to every masterclass, and as a Viofile listener, you get fifteen percent off the annual all access pass. Go to masterclass.com slash v i a l l. That's masterclass.com slash v i a l l for fifteen percent off masterclass. Figs. Uh, wow, what a time to. Uh, help those who are helping us, uh, healthcare professionals. Uh, we've talked a lot about figs on this show. Uh, they are incredible uh, high-end scrubs. Uh, I wear them all the time. I am not a doctor, but I do love them. I, I wear them uh, a lot recently in the comfort of my home. Um, and Yeah, you uh, have but, the jogger style, which is I, really like trendy and comfortable. I, I, I do. But uh, also, if you know a healthcare professional, family, friend, or, or even if you don't, uh, you can give the gift of figs. Uh, because it truly, you know, these people uh, in the healthcare professional are, are busting their asses and busting their butts. And, um, you know, they want to be comfortable. They want to look good. And, um, you know, figs is a much higher end quality type of scrub than uh, what they're, you know, maybe given. So uh, always great to, to help those people in need. So make sure to have uh, your healthcare professionals fronts and backs. Right now, you can send a set of fresh scrubs directly to those fighting coronavirus on the front lines. And our listeners can even get 15% off for a limited time. So just go to wearfigs.com. That is W-E-A-R-F-I-G-S.com and enter code V-I-A-L-L-1-5. That's V-I-A-L-L-15 at checkout. No, but I've always enjoyed that part of our friendship about, uh, I think every time I talk to you and when I come to New York, it is like a, a therapy session for me. Um, because I trust you so much uh, to talk, and I also respect your feedback. That like sometimes it's just a great way for me to reset. Sometimes, um, huh. so That's I find so that nice. 
I find that that comforting. So like this is almost like a weird therapy session for me. Almost. I mean, I the it's definitely we get each other in a way. And I think we got like the the day we met. Were we in the lobby of your hotel? Let me go to Starbucks. It was right after uh, a- AFR on Andy season. Yeah, you were in town for like GMA or something. Yeah. And like we were like, <laughs> I mean, we got each other right away. And then, of course, you get along with Andy. Like, I love Andy. I think I like Andy more than well. Yeah, I, I like Andy. I like Andy more than you. <laughs> <laughs> you think I don't know that? We've talked yeah. about that. I'm like, if we ever get divorced, like we talked about which friends would go with who, and I'm like, oh my what? god, Nick is so yours. <laughs> I think I'm Team Andy. Uh, <laughs> which I'll try not to have my feelings hurt by that, but I think it's definitely true. I feel like every bachelor male friend I have. Uh, like likes me and we get along really well and we're friends for a reason, but they like love Andy. <laughs> no, I mean, I, I love you both equally, but yes, I guess I'm more surprised uh, by how much I love, because like, I mean, we joked about this, but I was like openly hitting on you when you first met Andy, thinking that Andy was just like some fucking guy I had to wait <laughs> for you to break up with before I could like slide in to make a move. And then like, we be just became friends and it was like a joke. And then I met Andy and I'm like, this guy's fucking awesome. And I just like, he just became such a dear friend of mine. Uh, yeah. Which, yeah. Which it worked is, out for the best. Yeah. Uh, in an, yeah. I think in an alternate reality, you and I definitely would have dated if Andy didn't exist, but I don't know if it would have lasted. It's possible. Know. Yeah. You never know. You know, cause I mean, that's the safe, it's a safe bet knowing me. Um, oh, oh, Violin. <laughs> Zero sympathy over here. Uh, what are you? Uh, what, are, what are you up to these days? Uh, to let the people know before we we jump into our questions. Mm. What am I up to? It's like I feel like you can probably relate to this. You both feel like there's nothing to do and so much to do at the same time. I, you definitely get this because a lot of what you do is like if you're creating something, you're not, you're not clocking in or doing what you're assigned to do. So you kind of have to make your own opportunities, which, um, I think I kind of struggle with, like, I like it when I have a singing gig because I know what hours I'm required to be there. There's like legit structure to my day. And I feel like I need to set aside time to make, to create structure. If that makes sense. Yeah. I'm otherwise I'm a little too like, airy fairy artsy fartsy it's okay. creative type no i struggle with <laughs> i mean i uh i mean ever since i kind of did a shift in my career i have to remind myself that i'm actually doing something and being productive because it's it's not like again going to a job and 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 grinding it out but um i'm like what i actually did work today you know in a sense it's just <laughs> how you define what that is but there's always like a stepping stone I guess it's a good sign, the fact that you need to check in with that, because it means you must be enjoying it at least somewhat. Totally, yeah. No, I feel very lucky that way. Uh, where can people find you out there on, on some of the projects you're working on? Like, you know, Charlene is doing Listen to Your Heart Recap. She's doing, she's always recapping The Bachelor and writing about it. And she always has, uh, always... A, a, how we met. Yeah, a great lens and how she dissects... Um, every episodes and what I've always loved about you and you know, something I try to do on, on our show is kind of go against the grain sometimes, not just for the sake of it, but it's very easy to just always agree with quote unquote, the edit or the storyline that the show's going. And, and you're very good at kind of 
considering other alternatives and how to interpret every situation? I mean, I give you credit in the beginning for kind of defining the tone of my recaps. Like they've developed quite a following, but it's like you said, it's not just for the sake of it. It's about looking one layer deeper or several layers deeper and in a way that maybe it's easier. Obviously it's easier to do when you've been there and you, you know how impatient it can, you know, you can get all the waiting and all the very trying circumstances, but I really give you credit. Cause like you were vastly despised on your first season and it, I never, I, to this day, I don't, I don't really get it. I never really got it, but it would like, it was the first time I was writing about this show and I would end up doing it. And now it's been like six years, but I would like painstakingly define why what you were doing wasn't wrong or annoying. And, sure. it, and it was just interesting to kind of get a following based on that specificity. Like, I feel like you're either going to love or hate my recaps, but if you are into them, you're going to be really into them because you want to dissect that interpersonal thing. The, the thing we're always talking about. I don't think I don't I mean I'm not I'm trying to be nice but I don't think there's anyone who hates your recaps because like everyone likes alternative points of view and like it's always clear Oh when, that is when, not true at all. I completely disagree. Oh, let me let let me or let me articulate a little bit more uh, okay. is that you don't have wasted words or thoughts in the sense that there's a lot of people out there who just like to be disagreeable just to like rile people up, right? Yes, just to start enough. shit. And they can't articulate it and they can't defend it, right? But that's not you, right? You have a purpose for how you perceive a situation and what you do. And I think people appreciate that. Just like an all excellent, you know, people always say like, you can't do a first impression. That's true. But the reality is is in this world that like our first impressions of people are often inaccurate about who they really are. Um, because of what what they might be willing to show us, right? We're not always ourselves uh, in, in our first interactions, and I think you do a good job of kind of indirectly pointing that out. And I, you know, you and that's that's relatable to the Bachelor, and it's relatable to to the real world. Thank you. I look when I read over my Bachelor journal. That was one of the top things I learned about myself through that experience was that I was not actually that good a judge of character, which was something I, you know, was like, Oh, I'm a great judge of character. That's something that I felt I should be good at, but I'm actually not. And I think you were one of the few friends who, you know, would have the, the guts to tell me that. <laughs> no, I do remember telling you that. Cause I was like, it's funny. Cause one of those things you do, you will like, you are very infusive, right? So like, yes. you're very good at expressing yourself. So I, when I, and I, and I respect your opinion so much and I would notice that you would be like, oh, this person, like, so this or that is so impressive. I'd be like, oh, really? Okay, cool. And then I would meet him and I'd be like, oh, what the <laughs> fuck, you know? And then I was just so confused. And then I remember that one time and be like, you're not as good at your first read. <laughs> at, at, like, you, you will, if you, you if someone does something that you really like, you lash on, latch on to that thing. Yes. And that, that will buy that person three or four months. hangouts months yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, yeah. of it of, really colors the way i i view them um that's okay that's that's not the worst trait <laughs> uh, but I, I still remember you telling me that and i was like yeah it's not a a comfortable feeling being told something about yourself that 
A, goes directly against everything you believed about yourself, and B, just isn't, you know, necessarily a good thing. It's not like it's against what you believed for the better. But uh, I respected that you told me that, and you were right. And it definitely, you know, having that awareness has made me go into meeting other new people differently, for sure. Oh, God, we're so exhausting. (laughs) We are. Um, Well, Charlene, I miss you too. Um, uh, What do you say we get to these questions? I think you're going to really enjoy it. Charlene was the perfect person uh, for these calls. it's a, it was a lot of fun doing it with you, and I hope you guys also enjoy it. Don't forget to send your questions at asknickacastmedia.com, cast with a K. Uh, make sure to join us tomorrow for our recap of Listen to Your Heart, as well as our Wednesday our Wednesday's episode. Um, if there's nothing else, let's get to it. Ship station. Hard to say. Very easy to use. Uh, You're well, better at right- You're getting better at saying it, though. <laughs> yeah, I know. Um Listen, we're, we're stuck in our homes. Uh, we can't go out as much. We're still trying to get things done, and, and shipping is going a long way to doing that. And uh, if you have any type of small business, uh, whatever, you know, whatever it's like maybe just an extremely small business out of your home, uh, or if it's more kind of a, you know, a small business like, say, Natural Habits, where we have a fulfillment center and things like that, ShipStation uh, is a priceless tool that we have been using to run natural habits. It's just a, a very u- user-friendly way to track all your shipments, get all analytics, um, help save on costs. So whether you're shipping USPS, uh, FedEx, UPS, uh, they handle it all, and it's just um, so easy to use. Uh, a very user-friendly app. You get great notif- You get notifications. You always seem very in tune with all your shipping. Uh, as it relates to your business and, and and what you're doing. So I cannot recommend it enough. We've been using it uh, for day one with Natural Habits. It's such a, a great tool. And right now, Viofile listeners can try ShipStation for free. I didn't say that great, but hey, ShipStation. <laughs> uh, for 60 days when you use offer code V-I-A-L-L. Make sure your business is ready to meet the demands of the delivery culture. And now more than ever, get started at ShipStation.com today. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in V-I-A-L-L. That's ShipStation.com. Enter offer code V-I-A-L-L. ShipStation.com. Make ship happen. And I just want to point out that it truly is a free 60-day trial. You don't have to put a credit card in or anything like that. Uh, You just have to give it a try and see how much it can help your business as well. Question time with Nick. Let's ask Nick your sexy questions. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm doing well. What's your name? My name's Aaron. How old are you, Aaron? I'm 31. Nice. Uh, how can we help? Okay. So it's a little bit of a long question, but basically, um, back in December, my husband and I split up. And basically, we've been together since we're 18 minus a couple of years that we broke up after college. And um, everything was pretty amicable and it was going well. And in the last couple of weeks, I kind of decided that I was kind of ready to move on. And I got on some like online dating apps and stuff like that. And then we signed the papers or I signed the papers about a week ago. And then um, a couple of days later, he admitted that he um, has a girlfriend and it's actually like a mutual friend and his coworker and um, my client. So I do hair and he, or she was my client. 
And um, they actually moved. So he moved to two states away a couple, like six weeks ago. And he actually moved with her. So that was he moved with her or she moved with him. I'm sorry. She moved with him. Okay. So like he moved there and a week later she moved with him and he like asked her to move with him. Did you introduce them? No, he, it's his coworker. So he actually introduced me to her. So he he stole it. He stole a client too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Totally. And, um, that's the least of my worries though. And (laughs) so, um, the other little fun fact is that she is 21 and super hot (laughs) and like, you know, she and I, she was kind of thinking like about going to hair school and I was like talking to her about being my assistant and all this stuff. So it's like kind of in this like mentorship role with her too. So, um, I guess in the healing process, I was kind of being, I was kind of feeling okay. And then in the last week I've sort of morphed into this like man hating (laughs) person who I'm just like, what's the point of being in a relationship or whatever, if the person's just going to like go off with someone super young and whatever. Sure. And sorry, go on. You, no, no. So just to, you asked for the divorce. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know if, I don't know if the divorce is that pertinent to the story, but do you, do you mind paraphrasing just like why you asked for the divorce or like what ultimately was the reason why it ended? Yeah. So basically, um, he, when I wanted really different things and I'm in a point in life where I do eventually want kids and all that stuff. And he's just kind of like in this permanent adolescence thing and he drinks a lot and he goes out a lot and he's always gone and he's like a bartender and that's, you know, his coworker was also a bartender. And, um, so he's just like continually sort of in the same place that we were when we were in our early twenties and just like, hasn't really progressed. And wait, so he's not like a bartender on the side. No, no, that's his full-time job. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, Nick, I, for me, I just feel like this guy's making up for lost time. If you guys have been together since you were 18. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. he's, he is sowing those wild oats hard right now. <laughs> yeah, totally. Well, that's the thing. It's just, um, I think what you're going through is normal. It's expected. I think the feelings you're, you're feeling right now, um, are understandable, but I do think it's very important for you to try to separate the, the, what you're feeling versus kind of like the reality of the situation. Yeah. And the reality, the reality is, is the, the situation is you ask for the divorce. Now that doesn't mean just because you asked for the divorce, you weren't heartbroken about the relationship ending. And right. it, it sounds like you would have wanted to stay married to him had he progressed um, along with you, right? Like that's yeah. sometimes the challenges of of an early marriage or an early relationship is that, you know, you meet at 18, 19, 20 or whatever, and you're both still young adults, right? And, right? and now more than ever, people are maturing later in life. And so, if you are in a relationship with someone early in life, that uh, you you know, people are not done maturing or figuring out who they are as individuals at at 21, 22, 23. And so, right. if you are in a relationship, the hope is is that as you guys mature as individuals, you also mature as a couple, and and those things line up. 
Mm-hmm. Often, unfortunately, they don't, which makes a lot of sense. You just don't know what you're going to do. And you've decided for yourself that uh, at still a young age, 31, that like he just wasn't getting to this place. And, and I'm guessing um, you felt like he never was going to, certainly not in a time in which you wanted to. Right. Right. I mean, I and would I say she that, gave the relationship a fair shot. That is a long time. <laughs> yeah, we yeah. were married for um, we were married for six years. Okay. So, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like you, I think you need to really, you know, remember that, right? I mean, right. and again, just I don't want to put words in your mouth, but do you feel like, I guess maybe it's a good time to ask, do you feel, regardless of what's going on now, that you've done, you did everything you could to give that relationship a oh, chance? Oh, like above and beyond. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's really important because... um you know, this might, I don't know if you're feeling regret or anxiety or fear about like, uh, you made a Well, she's feeling email. betrayed, I'm sure. Like you're wondering sure, how yeah. long this went on for. And this is someone you spent oh, so much time with. Yeah. And is that a thought you're, is that your, is that a thought you're wondering in terms of like, is yeah. li- were there lies that maybe you didn't realize? Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of lies along the way. And so I have a hard time. Like I pretty much believe like, 70% of what he says in general, <laughs> like even like little things. Sure. Like, I like are the you specificity <laughs> of that number. <laughs> so I feel like, I mean, he's claiming that they didn't have a thing before, but like and in his job and everything, it would be so easy to do that. And I don't know. I think, uh, yeah, betrayal. And I can't fathom having moved on so quickly. Like I'm sitting here and I'm like a week ago, I'm getting on apps and I'm like, I don't know. And he's like, you know, six weeks ago has already moved in with someone like in a different state and all this stuff. And I just can't imagine. It makes me feel kind of disposable, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I, I understand that. I, um, you know, it, it just, unfor- it just, I, it's natural what you're thinking. I'm just saying like, it might be easier said than done. I think it's just unproductive to spend a lot of energy, um, trying to figure out what was true and what was not for a relationship that no longer exists. Uh, also, people move on uh, at different stages, right? Like, yeah. Uh, this could just be, you know, I'm curious, when you asked for the divorce, like, what was his yeah. reaction? Did he fight for it? Did he disagree? Um, um, you know, he, like, was, he was really upset, but he didn't, ask for anything different after he kind of just like was upset for a day and then like continued to like do the same things which is like go out with his friends all the time and the same like nothing changed it just sounds like he's dealing with this like such a dude in my yeah life. right i mean that's the thing it's just like it's, it's like oh you want to not- divorce me then i'm fine like, <laughs> yeah totally yeah. And i'm over here like just scared to get on tinder you know he he's not the first 31 year old guy to like go out with a 21 year old girl especially he is a bartender so his access yeah. to these women is significantly high uh, one thing that in your original email you wrote that yeah. you don't feel like you said here which is that yeah he it was a long email. has told you that you oh yeah have a harder time meeting someone than him yeah so we were like friends and living and we had a house together so we had to sell it so we were living together we were friends you know everything's good and then like one night he came home and he was drunk and it was like a month before we moved out and he was like you know i don't even want to get back together anymore um actually i feel sorry for you because i feel like as a 31 year old you're going to have a hard time 
meeting someone and like, I'm going to have an easier time meeting someone. Cause it's just like easier for guys to meet someone who's younger and whatever. And it's not as easy for you anymore. And at the time I was kind of like, whatever, he's just drunk. It's fine. And then I like wrote it off. And then the next day I was like, you really shouldn't have said that to me. That was really mean. And he was like, yeah, but I don't envy you. And then like, I thought it, I was just like, whatever, it's just him being him. I don't like trying to, and then it's like still in my brain, you know? still planted the seed, right? And so like, it's- The mission accomplished. It sounds like you- He wanted to hurt you. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like, you know, you know what he was trying to do. We still planted the seed and you're still going to have, you still have, I'm sure, insecurities and fears and all those things. And when someone kind of plants a seed like that, even if you are, you know what his intentions are, Whenever you're feeling the most insecure and vulnerable, those those things are going to creep up at you. That's very natural. Uh, you should, in a way, be thank be glad that he said that. And what I mean mm-hmm. by that is, like, his intention was to hurt you. He that all that really means is that he wants to make sure he moves on before you do. He's afraid yeah. for you to move on. Um, before he, you know, like again, he's afraid for you to move on before he does. That means he cares, which you know, you got to like, which ultimately you're. He's handling it immaturely, maybe, and yeah, like he's going out with twenty one year old and he has the right to do your divorce, but I'm, right. I'm simply saying that he it does mean he cares. He's handling it in a very immature way, and obviously just speaks to like maybe why you decided to leave the relationship. But it does mean he cares, right? He yeah. wants to hurt you because he's hurt, and he he he's afraid for you to move on, which doesn't mean you should stop you shouldn't you should you need to stop, you know, you mentioned your email like, through the divorce, you were very uh, agreeable in mm-hmm. terms of like trying to accommodate him because of your guilt. And now it makes sense that once you found that out, you feel almost like, why was I so nice and, and totally ac- accommodating? Don't regret that. I mean, these are all like you have the rest of your life to look forward to and all these things that you have to deal with in a divorce. Well, messy, like you did the right thing because the worst thing you could have done is let it drag on and like get messy. Any longer and, than you already and, did. Yeah, and fight over little <laughs> things. And all these yeah. little things that you let him have, like whatever, fuck it. Like those are all just um, superficial things you can get back, you can replace. Like it's you're not going to care three or four years from now. You certainly won't care when you meet that person yeah. uh, that, you're, that you're looking for. Um, so like everything you're feeling is just very natural and ordinary. Um, I, I would challenge you to... Make the, the biggest thing you need to not do is what you said earlier is let this cause you to resent men in general or question yeah. other people. Like you've dated one guy for the your entire <laughs> adult life. Yeah. You don't exactly have uh um you know an expansive like uh experience with all the different types of guys. There's a lot of shitty dudes out there. There are. There's a lot of great guys out there, right? I'm not trying to shit on bartenders, but like that's like, you know, if you're going to date a bartender, you're going to date an athlete, you're going to date a certain, like, you open the risk, especially when they have access to a certain type of lifestyle, like, sure. And like, you you wanted to leave that, right? But doesn't mean every bartender is going to do that. But it sounds like you are looking for something a little bit more established. You're looking for someone who might be a little bit more career driven, uh, who's more mm-hmm. interested in growing up a little, like, less of a Peter Pan type of thing. 
Um, yeah. And it's fine. Like it all. It's a, it doesn't matter like where people are. It's kind of like what their goals or where they want to go. Right. My guess is like it wasn't so much him being a bartender. It was like every time you checked in on him, he was like, "No, nah, I'm good being a bartender." <laughs> you know. Totally. Uh, so I think you really. It's it's tough, but in these moments, you really need to try to. Knowing deep down you made the right call and and these little things that he said or did are it's naturally it's gonna hurt, but yeah, that's why. And like the hot twenty one year old, I mean, it is what it is, right? Like I get the betrayal. It's very predictable. It's very predictable. Mm-hmm. Uh sure, he might get married and grow up and have kids with her and, and that will feel like a, but my if I'm a betting man. My guess is probably, <laughs> no. probably not. Yeah, My yeah. guess is, they'll, you know, in about three to six months, it will be like, hopefully you won't be aware of it, but have, have comfort in the fact that chances are he will be fighting with her about things he won't even expect to fight about. It will be just total insanity to him. Uh, he, he's going to get sick of it real fast. Um, totally. But right now, he's just making up for what he's telling himself is lost time. And, and you are going to as well. Yeah. You're, you're, everyone does it differently. Yeah. Yeah. And for what it's worth, I, I just really feel like the way he's handled it, like I understand that him wanting to hurt you is a sign of him caring, but I also think it's so not the way you would want your life partner to, to treat you when he's been hurt by you. So yeah. it's like it really represents a massive reaction to to being hurt that you just don't want to live with so it's like you know you can add it to the cons list basically and second of all as a female who's older than you and who met her husband at around 30 let me just tell you that it's just all uphill from here (laughs) but honestly the pool of men is way better way better okay that's they're more right. yes they're more informed they're more yeah. mature they're more prepared they don't they un, they learned their lessons from dating 21 year olds to yeah. know what it is to compromise yeah and i think we're another part of like my question is like you know i'm entering such a different era right now i like when i was single last so we broke up for like three years after college whatever so there was like a short time that in the span of 18 to 31 that we were not together but um like the whole it's like there was no online dating and stuff (laughs) no it's a totally different time yeah craziness Um, (laughs) enjoy enjoy it don't feel rushed don't feel pressure um you know this is your time to whatever you know the equivalent of you dating him dating a 21 year old this is like i also like at my as far as this the specific situation that you're in and i don't know what charlene thinks Definitely don't. Uh, I get why you ended the relationship, right? I yeah. get that he he wasn't ready to mature. He wasn't able to mature quickly, and you want something more serious. That being said, allow yourself to have a little fun for at least yeah. a period of time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you have the right, and maybe you know, maybe you go out with your friends and you run into this 25 year old like boy, and he's hot, yeah. and you're feeling it go for it. I'm not saying yeah. settle down with him, like have some self-awareness about like, <laughs> no, don't get yourself back. I don't in need to do it again. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm just simply saying it, you're, you're allowed to enjoy it too. You've been in a relationship uh, for a long time and, and you've made some sacrifices. So just make sure until you find that person, allow yourself to have the freedom and fun too. You, you, 
you don't, I think sometimes people in your situation will put this like burden on themselves. It's like mm -hmm. you left this, you left this marriage for these very simple reasons and you don't want to feel like a hypocrite by allowing yourself to like go out and have fun and goof around. Yeah. Like you, you are allowed to do that, right? It's yeah. just like whenever that person comes in your life, like just make sure he, you know, like make sure he has the qualities that you're looking for. There's definitely a, a balance there. You, they don't, you, you don't have to be so earnest and so steadfast that you're like, well, I'm not allowed to have fun because I had two, yeah. you know, that's not what okay. I want. I, I got, I mean, I agree with you on that one. I, I don't know many people who really regret their moments of fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Totally. totally. You don't look back on that later and think, oh, I wish I'd like, not had sex with that guy yeah. you know you're like oh that was actually a fun time or it was awkward it made a good story yeah. like it was a learning experience totally yeah but I, I just think a lot of people in your shoes will sometimes be too hard on themselves uh, about mm -hmm. like well i have to do this and you you seem like a, a person who you know like you have this uh, accountability that you wish mm -hmm. your your ex-husband had and yeah like, just don't just don't take it too <laughs> far in yourself i guess is all i'm saying yeah um you know like don't feel guilt about being on dating apps. Don't feel it. Yeah. Like, the relationship's over, right? It doesn't matter how fast he's moving on. It doesn't matter how yeah. fast you're moving on. Now it, it's really about you. It is your time to be selfish right now. Yeah. Especially while you're single. You're probably yeah. not used to that. Um, so I would embrace, I would probably embrace that uh, and, yeah. and, and enjoy that while it lasts. Uh, and then like Charlene said, there's, like a buffet of guys who, you know, hopefully have uh, matured and are ready to settle down. And my guess yeah. is like, you're also probably going to fall trapped to like the first, like, like people in your shoes, usually what happens, like the first guy that's pretty nice, who's like the opposite of your ex, you're going to fall <laughs> in love with, you know, so be, <laughs> be mind, be mindful of that. Cause he just might be different. Yeah. Um, yeah. so, you know, just, don't let him get in your head about your age. You don't need to be in a rush uh, to to settle down. Like so, yeah. there's just just some pitfalls to be aware of while you yeah. are are kind of moving on. That may, that's a good point. Even like a couple weeks ago, I felt guilty because I started slowly taking like pictures of us off of like Instagram, <laughs> and I was and like, no "Ooh, I hope he doesn't notice." <laughs> like, doesn't so matter. Yeah, that's like whatever whatever yeah. you do do, you do it for yourself. So it doesn't matter if they yeah. stay up. It doesn't matter if you delete them. Yeah. The important thing is whatever you do, you need to not be thinking about what he's going to think about it. You're, yeah. you're doing it because I need to remove these because like, it's just not good for me to look at. Or yeah. I don't care if I'm, I, I were divorced, but you know what? It was still a part of my life. Whatever it is, it should be about your own mental health and in no yeah. way thinking about how it's going to affect him. Not to be cold, but like it doesn't matter. He's he's doing his thing. You need to do yours. And He's made that yeah. very clear that he's doing his thing. <laughs> and like you, you, you've, you've done all this through the divorce. Like you're better off having dealt with it quickly so so that now you can really truly be selfish as it relates to your relationship with him. Yeah. I think that's a good point. I think, yeah, I've spent a lot of time like not being selfish and it might be the time <laughs> to do yeah. that. Yes. There are certain people. And I think congratulations are in order. I think, you know, is it, wasn't it Louis C.K. who said this? Someone <laughs> like how, when, it, when there's a divorce, your relationship is over for a reason. Like yeah. you broke up for a reason. Like this is Nick's right. It's like totally your time to shine. And it's actually just very exciting. Thank so. you. Congratulations. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Definitely embrace that. And, 
you know, it's okay that he, you got hurt and he said those things, but just be mindful of 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 going down a rabbit hole and, and just being like, you know what? It does hurt me that he said that, but I know why he said that. And yeah, it's an insecurity, but I'm not going to let it get to me. You know, like, yeah. I think that's always the best way. Not pretending it doesn't bother you, saying it does, but then like addressing why and then moving forward. Right. So. Okay, cool. All right. Well, <laughs> I thanks feel a lot for better. Thank you. <laughs> Good. Well, uh, you're going to be fine. This, like I said, thank you. Like Charlene said, you have a lot to look forward to. Uh, and, um, you, you, you might, you maybe, you probably should just block them or mute them. <laughs> yeah. You don't have moments of weaknesses of like checking in on him. It's, it's inevitable, you know, it's yeah. going to bother you. It never pays off. Never yeah. pays off. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Um, cool. so. and just remember every time he hurts you from here on out, it's information that you want to know sooner than later. Yeah. Like it's, it's good to know. Yeah. Cool. It only solidifies your decision. Yeah, definitely. All right. Yeah. Take care. Best of luck. Thank you. All right. <laughs> nice meeting nice you. Nice to meet you. Good luck. Bye. Oh, she's a sweetheart. Yeah. Charlene, when you were, um, before you met Andy, uh, how old were you when you met Andy? 29. Okay. And you were coming off, obviously, Juan Pablo season. Did you, I mean, you're, you're a pretty self-aware person, but as you approached 39 and you were single coming off the uh, uh, batch, Bachelor, did you ever have anxiety about your age and getting older as a woman? Did it ever get um, I, To be honest, I, uh, maybe a little, but honestly, that's something I've had my whole life more than most women. Like, I've always liked dating older guys. When I was 20, my boyfriend was 28. And not so much older, you dating older guys. I'm just saying, like, did you ever get self-conscious? I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if the answer is no. But like, as you got older, like every like when I turned 25, I got weird about my age. You know, I mean, uh, I think I I think any woman who said that she doesn't think about it at all as she nears or reaches 30 is lying. Like it's, you know, just somewhat in the back of your mind. Just if you think about timeline, even if you don't want kids, you just sort of think about you know, the options you have. And also it sort of forces you to come to terms with like whether or not you have been unreasonable in your wants. Do you know what I mean? Like if, if you're the common denominator and why your relationships haven't worked out, but for what it's worth, I actually don't think anyone should get married much before 30 anyway, because I think that it really, you really learn so much about yourself. Um, uh, totally. In those years. All right. How's it going? Hi, Nick. How are you? Good. How are you? What's your name? Good. I'm Brooke and I'm 20 years old. And I'm from Pennsylvania. How can we help? So I was listening to an old Ask Nick episode a few days ago because I ran out of up-to-date podcasts. And there was one of the questions a girl was talking about with her insecurities when it comes to relationships. So then that got me thinking what my insecurities about relationships are. And uh, I'm 20, haven't had a relationship, so I don't really have any relationship insecurities. So then I started thinking about in general, like what my insecurities when it comes to guys are. And the first thing that came to my mind was queefing during sex. Okay. And (laughs) um, the struggle is real. It exists. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And it's a, it's a bummer because a lot of my friends won't own up to it, that it's happened to them mid interaction and so I'm kind of just like over here, like, well, 
no one else is admitting to it. Like, am I the only one? Is it weird? What I don't they- understand why that's a stigma. Right? I'm like, like it's, you can't really help it. It's air being pumped into your vagina by a penis. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and then that's the air I'm needs saying. to escape your vagina. That's what I'm saying. It's so, more his technique than anything. Right? Wait, is it, is, it, is it based off of the guy? I don't know. Is it? You tell yeah, me. You're, you're, you're I'm only 20. Is your insecurity I mean, based on the guy? My, no, oh, I'm no. saying like when Charlene said it's more the guy's technique. Charlene. Oh, what about you're asking me? Well, you said it's more about the guy's technique. It is. I mean, as far as, as far as that creating creeping or not? Absolutely. It's a factor. How so? Because depending on how far you come out and then go back in, you, if you go, it's sort yep, of like sure. a mascara wand. If you pull it out yes. all the way, you're going to put yes. air in when you take it yes. out all the way. Yes. He's, he's not air. His, his, his technique is it's not, not airtight. airtight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pun um, intended. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't think it's, it's not the insecurity about the guy. It, like I've never felt like uncomfortable because of like what he said to me or like anything. Like he never made me feel weird, but it's just whenever that does happen, it's like I completely just like am turned off. Like I'm not into it anymore. I'm embarrassed, even though like he's not making me feel that way. It's like my own thing. So like I just kind of wanted to pick your brain and figure out like from a guy's perspective, like is it is it something that like when it happens, you're just like, oh, like whatever, like who cares? Or is it something like that? Is, is a turnoff for them too. I mean, I haven't really experienced that, but like, I don't know. I just kind of, I just kind of wanted some, um, like some pers- older perspective. Like, uh, and like, uh, even if it doesn't bother you now, like think back to when you were like a college kid, like when you were in your twenties, like, did, like, was it something like the guys talk about that? Like, I just need to know. I don't, th- yeah, I don't, th- I think it's not a really a big deal at all. Um, I don't remember the first time I experienced that but yeah i was probably young and i think it's just kind of common sense of what it is usually it happens if you're like having sex for a a longer period of time right and you're just um and it's like a a build-up um it's not as if like you start having sex for two seconds later and all of a sudden that a, a queef happens right so i don't ever remember it being Anytime I have had that happen, especially a while ago, um, it uh, yeah, I remember the the girl feeling maybe a little bit of embarrassed, and she again to your point was curious about my reaction, you know, uh, and I just kind of brushed it off. It's like yeah, whatever, no big deal, you know. I remember I've remember times where she just like wanted to make sure she un- uh, that I knew what that was, you know. It's yeah. like just so you know, you know, kind of thing. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I can't speak for guys. I don't remember talking about it with guy friends. Um, and there's always going to be the occasional asshole guy who might not have a lot of experience or, or might be weird and immature, but yeah, uh, like that's the same guy that's going to make a comment about cellulite. Like that's that guy. Yeah, sure. But also like just might be like, a young guy who doesn't know any better. You know, sometimes I'm not defending it, but like sometimes you get nervous and awkward and you say nervous and awkward things that come across as rude and, and mean and all you are is nervous. Right. Um, but yeah, I wouldn't stress about it at all. I wouldn't make it a big deal. Um, Charlotte. I have, I have strong opinions about this. Yeah, I agree. Oh, yeah, no, I just think that this, <laughs> 
you are clearly very mature for your age, but to me, that shows your youth. Thank you. The fact that you are, you know what I mean? Like, when I think back to when I was 20, like, you know, I'd be subconscious about positions I was in, what my body looked like in that lighting or in that position. And, and queefing is just one of those things. Like, it happens to everyone, maybe some people more than others. But like I said, it really comes down to pos- position and technique. And like Nick said, how long you've been doing it for. Uh, as long as you don't think it's like a medical issue, which I don't think it is. It's no. a compl- like, as, yeah, if any, if you told me this guy was like making some comment, I'd be like, dump him now. Like, but bye. yeah, as long as, yeah, I think that this is, you're just, you know, with more experience, you'll realize that it happens to everyone. And it's, if anything, I think it's hilarious. When it happens and, oh, with me and Andy, it's like funny. Also, <laughs> like, you know, if it's, especially a- if it's a really good one. In a weird way, in a weird way, a sense of accomplishment of like, <laughs> wow, we've been really having some sex, you know, yeah. like, uh, Great just to be clear, like you haven't had a guy say something that made you feel embarrassed or oh, no? no, like if anything, we both just laughed and then just yeah. kind of like carried on. But then in the back of my head, I'm still like, uh, like it takes me a few minutes to kind of get back in the like, oh yeah, let's zone. do yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> And, and to Charlene's point, that kind of speaks to, you know, your youth. Uh, you're getting used to it. You'll become eventually numb to it. But, like, um, it's just something that happens. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> that no one is, talks about, apparently. Yeah, right? Yeah, sex is, you know, messy. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's like anything else. Like, why your friends might not want to talk about it, I don't know. Eventually, they will more, but... I, I will say, like, I, I will say, is it from a guy's point of view, and maybe other guys are different, I don't ever remember it being a topic of conversation with my guy friends being like, hey, did this ever happen to you? Like, <laughs> I, I, I don't have a distinct memory, but I just remember me thinking this makes sense. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, you have a lot of sex for a period of time, just like literally the physics of it all would suggest that you might, like, there might be... T- too much air going in a hole <laughs> that needs to get you know it's just it's yeah. common sense and so uh yeah it, i don't i don't ever remember being confused that's good yeah to the point where i'd be like yeah unfortunately the guy that i'm with he's in a fraternity so you know they kind of lack that so like i'm hoping that they just kind of he just assumes it's common sense but do you do you know that he brought it up to his buddies no, I don't, but I wouldn't, yeah. I, I don't know that I would be surprised had he not. And honestly, I don't really know if I care that much, but uh, I seem to care in the moment that when, when it happens, I care. More I would, like only, I would only care as it relates to, you know, him having a level of respect for you and, and for your privacy. And if he were to make it a thing, uh, that, uh, you like, it's not an embarrassing thing, but I could imagine that if you went to some party and a bunch of his buddies like talked about you queefing, yeah. that would be embarrassing. Yeah, and, just a little bit. But again, <laughs> don't get in your head by assuming he's doing this. Like, yes. you know, unless you find out, like, just assume he's not. Yeah, I have right? no reason to be- actually believe it. I just also uh, remember that this is it is technique first and foremost. So let's say this guy has had sex with three girls and he's having sex the way he is. It's he's the common denominator in that. 
Do you see what I'm saying? Like, it's yeah. more likely that all three of those women are queefing. I, I more so than sus- if you were having sex with three guys and you're queefing the whole time. I don't suspect it's going to come up. But if it did and he somehow got publicly embarrassed, you could just be like, well, learn how to fuck, buddy. You know? Like, <laughs> okay, I definitely but, will. But, but I think we're probably getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. I agree. I'll give him a little credit. I'll, I'll give him credit where credit's due. It's not. Uh, I'm giving you credit for calling with this concern because, like, that takes major balls and it's very impressive. And honestly, there are going to be girls that listen to this and, like, feel better about it. So These little things about sex, I mean, it's good to get out there and people, you know. We we still we surprisingly have a culture that shames sex and shames talking about it and and as a result there's still a lot of ignorance and, and, and disinformation about some of this stuff. So yeah. I think it's it's good to get it out there. Yeah, for sure. Well thank you so much for chatting me through this. I appreciate it. All right. No problem, Brooke. You uh, best of luck in your future sex life and uh Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> may Bye. you have more fun stories. Take care. <laughs> nice Thanks guys. You. How's it going? Good. Uh, my name's Gabby. I'm 24. Hi, Gabby, 24. How Hi. can we help? So I have this friend that I met when I was living in England about three years ago. And I met him and his girlfriend. And we became good friends. And then we were I was dating someone at the time. And he was dating his, his girlfriend at the time. And then we became good friends. And then I moved back to the States. And then we kept in touch via Facebook. But we just didn't talk that much because of the time difference. And then recently with the quarantine, he reached out to me and he was like, oh, like, what have you been up to? And I was telling him how I've been really into working out. So he was like, oh, let's jo- let, let me join you. So I would FaceTime him, but then he would not work out. He would just watch me for a while. And then, <laughs> and then I found out through him and his ex-girlfriend who he still lives with that he has a sex addiction and he like doesn't know when girls are flirting with him or not. So I don't know if he's just being supportive or like if I have a right to be creeped out. Like I just don't really know how I should be feeling. Um, great, great question. Um, so just out of curiosity, uh, when when he Facetime you, Facetimes you with this perceived intention of like working out with you, which you know yeah. that's a neat that's a neat idea. Like yeah. quarantine, let's. You know, everyone likes to work out, buddy. So there's no reason why you can't do that virtually. And then he doesn't. Are you afraid? Are you like, you don't say anything because you're just afraid to like make him like feel embarrassed? Yeah. Like I, I'm busy working out too. So it's not like I can really talk between what I'm doing. But I also don't, if he is just wanting to be a good friend and be there for me, I don't want to be like, what are you doing? Like, why are you eating a chicken? Like, I, you know, I just want to. But the, he, he starts this out by saying, let's work out together. Yes. Like that. Okay. That's how it starts. And then and this is so, and you make it sound like it's happened more than once. Cause to me, this is like a one time thing. <laughs> yeah. It's happened like four or five times. And it's then, creepy. It's yeah, creepy. So it, it is creepy. Um, I'm only going to point out that like, uh, you just need to stop allowing this to happen. You okay. Know, you are, you are in control here. And this is definitely one of these situations where, um, and this happens to everyone. Like, and I, I think it happens more with women, but they seem to go along with things they're uncomfortable with because they don't want to embarrass the guy. Um, and they right? don't want to seem, I also think that they don't want to seem arrogant in assuming that he has, he sees her that way. 
Okay. Exactly. Like, I don't want to assume that he sees me in that way just because I'm a girl. Cause then I'd feel bad if he didn't. I'd feel like, yeah, yeah. You don't, well, yeah. You feel self-conscious making it sure, like, Oh, sure. But also, yeah. Yeah. Take, take that part out of it. I, I can assure you right now, Charlene is a good friend of mine. Uh, yeah. She's married. I have no confusion about the status of our relationship. And if Charlene uh, suggested that we should work out, and I was like, okay, that's different, but cool, let's work out. I wouldn't, A, think that she was in any way doing anything other than trying to work out. If she decided to eat a bag of potato chips while she watched me work out, I still wouldn't think that she was like trying to do anything with me. I would still be like, well, why the fuck aren't you working out? Like, yeah. I'm just going to go now. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I like, yeah, why aren't you doing the thing you said you were going to do? Yeah, I wouldn't want any of my platonic friends to, to, to watch me work out. So, like, this doesn't... You having a problem with it doesn't sexualize uh, the situation and, and doesn't suggest that you are making any implications about his interest in you. It's it's, it's just weird, you know? Yeah, it makes... It's, I mean, it makes you uncomfortable enough to have called about it so yeah that yeah. alone unto itself even if he's not meaning this in a creepy way which i still think he is that unto <laughs> itself is, is reason enough yeah. to stay <laughs> yeah he probably is but i'm simply saying like you can have the comfort of like saying well nah i don't like want to and like and and if he gets defensive of like well what, why is it a big deal i'd be like i don't know i just i don't like i don't like my mom or anyone watching me work out but like i'm fine with like I wouldn't go to a soul cycle class and be the only one working out like 29 other people are dressed and like watching me. Right? I'm go I'm I'm fine with going to like a workout class around other people cuz everyone's working out and everyone's in it together. Like I'm I don't even like when people talk to me at the gym. <laughs> sure, right? <laughs> but I'm just so that's what I mean that like it this idea that like you're being very normal by ha not not liking an audience when you work out. You yeah, because I I kind of stop responding to him when he like has been talked been talking to me, and then he'll like I guess like he'll just make comments like oh like why did I why aren't you responding like did I did I offend you like and like I just don't respond because I don't know I don't want to be like oh no it's okay but I also don't want to be to like know how to approach it i guess i don't know how to like start the conversation like, yeah i mean um honestly like i get the whole like don't ghost or whatever but i don't think there's anything wrong with you just avoiding the situation i mean yeah like how boyfriend. close are you how close are you with this guy like are you like we we only I, we were only friends for about six months before i left the country he was in so we've been like facebook friends for three years but we you know only knew each other for six months Honestly, I think the only reason you should or would bring it up is if you're thinking to yourself, I'm not good at addressing awkward situations, and this is literally practice. You know, like, <laughs> you have nothing to lose by, like, bringing it up. And, like, it is tough to bring up awkward situations, especially if, like, you don't want to be a dick or a bitch or whatever, but, like, you want to, like, be heard. That's a tough thing to do for anyone, right? And it does take practice, and it's... You know, so if that's what you want to do, then do it. Don't feel like you need to. Like, he knows it's weird. And now he's feeling uncomfortable that you're not responding. And, like, I, I am curious about the, the sex edition thing. The sex yeah. edition. Uh, are you? I just hold that thought, Nick. I just wanted to check that I think you should bring it up because you know for a fact that he has a hard time reading cues. And this guy needs every education, every bit of education he can get. So he needs I, to know that this is not okay 
Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, think if that's you just a nice ghost him, he's not really learning that lesson. I think that's a nice thing to do. I just don't think it's her responsibility to do it. No, but it would also just be so like it would be she would feel better afterwards too. Yeah, it yeah. would feel better than ghosting. No, I know. I mean, I just don't. I, I, I'm a. I I agree with Charlene that you would probably feel better. It'd be a nice thing to do for him, regardless of how he initially handles it in the moment. I just don't think you owe it to him. Um, Agree is all is all I'm saying. It would be a gift. Uh, it would be a gift. Yeah. So if you feel like being generous, uh, that's what you <laughs> you can you can do. Uh, but yeah, Charlene was saying like he has a hard time reading. How did does that is is that is learning that information about him is that making you more self conscious about whether you should say it or not because you you feel like oh well he's got this thing and I don't want him to feel judged about it. Yeah, and I also don't know much about it. Like, I don't know what it's like to desire that to the point. And I know that's what ruined his relationship with his ex was he cheated on her multiple times. Mm -hmm. So I don't really know what that's like. So, like, I don't want to make it sound like I'm judging him for this very real mental health issue. True. And I get that. And that's very uh, empathetic of you and very nice. But it's also important to note that, well, it's a mental health issue. And, you know, for example, alcoholism is a is a disease and that sucks, but it doesn't mean that if you are uh, in a relationship with an alcoholic, you have to put up with it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it doesn't have to be your problem and you still have the right to express things that make you uncomfortable while dealing with that disease. You know, it, it doesn't give people, it doesn't give him a pass, uh, to, to do things. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah, that makes um, sense. I, I just, I still want to be his friend. I just don't want him to like continue to do this with, you know, other girls and me. And I don't want him to continue to take advantage of that friendship. Like if you want, yeah. And if you want to be his friend, then you definitely need to say something. Yeah. That makes sense. Remember that he, he put you in this position, whether or not he like fully understood what he was doing. He must have some kind of an idea or else he would just say, I want to watch you work out. Like the fact that he's even misleading you to get to that point shows that he knows there's something a little off about it. Uh, And so the fact that you're here like in this predicament, like it's his, you don't need to use kid gloves with him. Like this, like Nick said, this is not your problem. Like it sucks for you that you are racking your brain on how to deal with it. And so just remember that. I I do have a question. Did you learn from him about this addiction? I learned from him and from his ex-girlfriend. Okay, so you learned from, but, but him, that means he's open to talking about it. Have you talked about it? How much have you talked about that? Did he just like mention it and that was it? Or have you had discussions about it? Well, I, you know, like I kind of asked him like, you know, how he came to that conclusion and then how, what got, how he got help and like, kind of like what that entails because I was curious. And I know all he's really told me is, you know, that he just can't read cues and he thinks everyone's flirting with him and, it's super hard, especially in quarantine, because he's by himself with his roommates, one of who, which is his ex-girlfriend. So he's just very much like isolated. So he's like, it's just even harder, like when you have no human connection. So, I mean, try, if you want to be his friend, try to have more conversations with him about that. And again, like you got to set boundaries. So uh, next time you talk to him, if you do, like, don't be working out. Yeah. Right. So you can control that. Even exactly. if he's like, 
Even he's like, hey, when are you working out again? Be like, I already did. But if you want to talk and, and not work out, I'm fine. And then yeah. if you like are FaceTiming and talking, just be like, I'm curious. Like, I would like to learn more about this. Tell me about it. And then maybe in that conversation and, and in a way that's not threatening or judgmental, you say like, well, I guess I'm just curious because like, hey, listen, no judgment. It's fine. But it didn't make sense to me why you asked to work out, didn't, and you wanted to watch. Did you? I'm curious. Did you think I was flirting with you? I'm, and you say it in a way that's friendly. And again, like he's got to be able to talk about it, right? He also brought it up to you. You know, he wanted you to know for some reason. Um, you know, he doesn't get to pick and choose. Like, well, hey, I'm going to tell you about my problem, but like when I don't want to talk about it, I don't have to talk about it. And then you kind of are left hanging. Again, this is all based off the assumption that he's going to be your friend. Yeah. Right. Of course. Yeah. And, and like, I, sorry, go. Doesn't say, I just, my main thing is I don't want to make him uncomfortable by bringing it up. I don't want him to think, Oh my God, she, she's like, like weirded out by me. I don't know. I just, I guess I'm more worried about his feelings than anything else. If that makes sense. Charlene, you're very kind. Uh, <laughs> um, I'm just curious how, like, out of the last four or five times that he's watched you work out, like, have there been other conversations interspersed there? Like where you just chatted and there was no working out and you planned to talk and you talked? Or is this pretty much what your interaction has been for the last while? We, yeah, like when you're done working out, is he like, all right, well, I'll see you later. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's, a, it's a worthwhile question. Well, like, like when I finish my workouts and like, we'll talk a little bit and I'll be like, oh, you know, like, what's your, the rest of the plans for the evening? And then like, He'd be like, oh, I'm just going to like go to bed or I'm going to watch something like, and then it's just very, it's a very like only like a two, two to three minute conversation afterwards. It's not like we continue talking for a half hour afterwards. It's, like, it's just very short. I mean, and it sounds no like a potential like, fetish. Yeah. Yeah. Go there's ahead. no other like just set conversations where the, the workout is not on the table. No, it's pretty much this. I mean, this is not a friend. I'm sorry. I'm no, saying it's okay. it. It's, yeah. he's, he's creepy. He's creepy. He knows he's creepy to some degree, whether or not he understands the full extent. I don't know, but yeah, I, I guess I just, I'm just confused when this would have started, I guess, because we, you know, we, we started out as friends and we've always been friends. So it's interesting that this is just happening. Uh, I'm just guessing here, but you, you probably were never friends. What you, what you were is he was in a relationship and you know, I know he's cheated and all these things, but you know, because he was in a relationship, you just decided, well, clearly he's my friend. He has a girlfriend. He can't, this can't be romantic, right? Um, you never knew how he felt about you. And the fact that he's not in a, he just doesn't fucking know, you know, like you could just be one of many girls he's talking to. Yeah, that's true. Uh, or watching work out. <laughs> or watching work out. And, and you kind of have an innocent, um, approach to the situation and not that he's like you said it's, it's weird it's definitely seems to be a fetish of some of, of some kind but yeah you're not you've you this is not like your homeboy or life partner or you're like your life your buddy from college like this is this is a guy that you were friendly with based off the assumption because he had a girlfriend and now he doesn't and now he he might not be like trying to marry you but like he is definitely sexualizing this relationship in his mind i would be very interested to see if if you did take nick's advice and in the future yeah. be like oh i've already worked out but you know like i'm free to chat yeah. i'd be very interested to see if he actually chats 
Yeah. Yeah. I'd be interested too. I mean, I definitely am curious. I, like I said, like, it was just really stupid. Like I still am very nervous about his feelings because I don't want to hurt him and I don't want him to feel like yeah. I'm. You're being too nice at this point. Yes. He's definitely, you know, whether it was manipulation by him or truly just an innocence, um, he has a little bit too much power in this friendship of yours that you call it. Um, like he's. What are you getting out of this? Yeah. Seriously. Other than feeling like uncomfortable. Great question. I mean, I don't know. Like, I guess I just feel like, oh, like when we were friendly with each other, we had a good, we had, we had good times and we had fun hanging out, like, you know, and I just kind of feel like it's kind of nice to have that kind of connection back to a place that was so important to me. Yeah. Because it's more I mean, about the place than about the person. That makes sense. But yeah, you, there's other people out there. Uh, I, 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 this, you're, you said you're 24. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is, I mean, I just don't really feel like in 10 years you're going to still be friends with this person. That, no, not it. Not, yeah, not even like a year. <laughs> and part of it too, like part of six months, whenever you're able to go outside, part of it too is like, like, listen, you're, you're just, you're, you're just comfortable with him right now. Like, yeah. It's it's a weird thing sometimes. Uh, someone can be weird and obnoxious and weird uh, and 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 just a pain in the ass and difficult and all these things. But what you are is comfortable with them in the sense that you like you know them and you know like it's, you're more comfortable with them than a total stranger. Yeah, and that's the only thing he has over every other total stranger is that you know him. Yeah, you've had a couple good memories. You can have pretty solid memories with anyone. I yeah, like this is you just might need a little bit more. Um, experience uh, of just connecting with other people and, and knowing okay. when yeah. you're not getting anything out of a relationship and it's okay for it to end. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great, that's an excellent point. Yeah. And I think I've always had issues with letting go of friendships and things that were toxic because I've had to- plenty of toxic friendships in my life. So I think yeah. that's always been my weakness is like knowing when it's toxic, when it's not. I mean, I don't know you very well, but I know that you're way too nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But and, and don't judge yourself. You're, you judge yourself a lot. I've, I hang on to relationships uh, in every way too. Something I think you do when when we're younger, uh, you get better at. It. But uh, listen, you're not going to have any regrets this way. You might waste a little time, but you're not gonna. You're always going to feel confident when you do finally get the courage to let it go. To know that like that wasn't for me, and you'll never like go back and wonder and and, and whether it's romantic or just a friend like. It's not the worst trait to have, but you do need to get better at, at, at uh, like our Charlene said, a great way to do that is ask yourself, what am I getting out of this? And if it's just like familiarity, that's not enough. Yeah. That makes sense to let it go. That makes sense. Thanks. So, <laughs> Good luck. Yeah, I am, I am curious if you have I know. Any I want to know what happens with this. <laughs> uh, you, you're, you're, you might be better. Like the, might, the right thing to do might just be to not talk to him anymore. But that's not going to happen. You're clearly yeah. going to. So um, definitely do not work out in front of him and just make it clear that you have already worked out. And I'm really curious if he, if he even bothers. I actually, I think that she, like there's an, a specific plan of attack here. First, it's it, when he wants to work out next, you say, I can't work out, but I, I've already worked out, but I can chat. If he drops the ball in that and clearly isn't interested in talking to you and not watching you work out, then that's all. You don't need to tell him anything. You don't. You do not owe him the gift of the information. Yeah. yeah. But then, if he yeah. does want to talk to you, then I definitely think you should do what Nick said, which is like kind of in bring up the sex addiction thing, addiction thing, and sort of 
ease that in. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Because he clearly values your friendship enough to just talk to you with no. And <laughs> if final thought before we let you go, if you happen to hurt his feelings while doing this, you don't have to feel guilty. Like sometimes people's feelings get hurt and you can say, you like, you know what I'm saying? You did nothing wrong. You're not doing this maliciously. He's put himself in this situation. He's opened up to you. Uh, people like love to use like, well, you hurt my feelings as like a weapon to always like get their power back in a situation. So like, don't fall victim to that because my guess is you, because you're so sweet and nice, people sense that about you. And sometimes they easily take advantage of you by just simply accusing you of hurting their feelings. Yeah. Don't let him play victim here. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Is right. it, I needed to hear it. It's hard. I needed to hear it though. So, All right. Well, take care. This has been a great story. Thank you for sharing. <laughs> yeah, good one. Of course. Thanks. Nice to meet you guys. All right. Good luck. All right. Bye. Take care. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye. That's a first. That guy. Creep. All the red flags. <laughs> Watching someone work out. I don't. I don't know if them. I get that. Especially I mean, since clear- if that's what you're into. There's like a million Instagram accounts you could just clip on for that. Yeah, but. Maybe there's something there about like an intimacy aspect of it. I can. I, just, I hate that it may like she clearly feels uncomfortable and she's so sweet. It's just like, oh, this guy. Oh, I'm not a fan. No, I, I, I want them. I want to follow up. Like she needs to follow up on that. I want to know what happens. I'm invested. How's it going? Good. How are you? Good. What's your name? Susan 26. All right. Susan 26. How can we help? Sure. Um, I'd sent an email to Rochelle and um, my dilemma kind of is I've been dating this guy for several months. Um, We've gotten along really well. He's a more quiet person than I am. Um, So that's been something to get used to with family members just making comments that he's very quiet and quite shy. Um, We've expressed our care for each other, said I love you to each other. Um, He's brought up that he wants to take the next step. Um, But over the last few months, he's struggled to share affection, um, communicating it. Um, So I'm just struggling to figure out, okay, is this him not actually caring about me or uh, how to take it with his personality set? Is he... Is he the same with you as he is with like your family? Not at all. No. Yeah. He's okay. How is he with you? Yeah. He's really outgoing with me. Um, We work in the same type of industry. So we get along really well, can talk about pretty much anything to do with that. Whereas with my family, he struggles to even have a normal conversation, just relaxed conversation. And I don't know if it's his, nerves or what it really is um and and so i just want to make sure i'm clear by understanding because like he's still affectionate and communicative with you right like that hasn't changed or has that gotten worse it's gotten worse he at the beginning for the first i don't know three or four months he was very expressive um but you could tell that he was uncomfortable doing it at first Um, And now it's kind of backed off and maybe it's because I'm the one that's always expressing my care. I'd rather him know exactly what I'm thinking and how I feel. Um, uh, 
but I'm definitely not getting the same in return. How Just, how long have you been dating this guy? Um, since September of last year. Okay. Is he aware that you're not getting what you want? Mm, not exactly. I've I haven't stepped up maybe to communicate that just in a little bit of fear that um he would be in the upper hand does that is that a little bit messed up for me to say but no i'm curious what you mean though okay um when someone likes another person uh it seems like (laughs) you're at a disadvantage in the relationship if you're the person that's um uh, seeking more affection yeah, yeah okay, I, I, I yeah, totally yeah, understand. Yeah. It's it makes total okay. sense. You don't want to reveal that you would like more, and it shows that you are really invested. And maybe he's not as invested, and it, it might shift the power imbalance. I get that. Sure, that makes sense. Okay. Um, anything else? No, I think it's just the struggle of okay, does he actually care, or where are we at? Okay, I got it. Sorry, I got to jump in here, Nick. I know you probably yeah. say that. No, no. I please. have dated this guy. I dated <laughs> this guy for two years. I had this relationship. And it was a wonderful relationship. Honestly, like, I don't have anything bad to say about it. So it's not, I'm not saying like this relationship is doomed, but oh my God, you have to tell him because he does not know that you need that. And it's just not his love language. Like, he is not naturally effusive, maybe yeah. affectionate. Like, is he affectionate in like physically? Yeah, I would say um, I have to be the initiator on that for sure. Okay. Too. I, th- yeah, this is definitely, even if it means shifting the power or whatever, you, you, you've you been dating him long enough that it's, even if it shifts it, then that's information that you want to know sooner than later. Yeah. Also, uh, yeah, the, I just want to, the power thing, I get it but that's also mostly in your head, right? Like there's also power to be gained by having the confidence to state your intentions and be steadfast in what you know you want in a relationship, totally. right? Like there's a difference between like, well, why don't you love me? I'm like, I'll do anything for you. Please don't leave me. Like I'll die if you do versus like, hey buddy, like I want to be in a relationship with someone who can communicate with me, right? Like yeah, I know I gave you two fair. extremes, but like that's a very different, right? Um the other and thing so, too uh, is sorry, Nick. Finish your thought. Sorry. No, yeah, go ahead. Um, same with my the, my ex did the similar thing where like he was the one spearheading the relationship. So in that sense, it is a like action speak louder than words thing. Like if he's the one that has sort of been like, oh, I want to take the next step. Like you know, all these things that would suggest that he is committed to you and really is a big fan of yours. I mean, first yep. of all, that should make you feel safe enough to tell him this. And it, second of all, I think does speak, you know, a lot of guys can just tell you how gorgeous he thinks you are and how much he loves you, but it doesn't necessarily mean that much. I think he's showing it in a way that matters more, but you really, yeah, you gotta, gotta bring well, it up. <laughs> also, I feel like there's, there's potentially a few different, this is all not necessarily like it's not black or white. There's potential a couple different scenarios here. Like one, you've been dating him certainly long enough to express this to him, but it's still relatively new where you don't have a great foundation. It's not like as if I've been dating this guy for a year and like we've had this like, you know, you're still getting to know each other and I'm not trying to freak you out here, but you say like it was, it was pretty great at first and now it's slowly dwindled down. 
he could just be getting comfortable with who he really is and he still likes you, but he's just not good at showing it. Or it is possible, like, maybe his feelings aren't as strong. Like, the point is, to Charlene's point, like, now you're just guessing. So you're just at the point where you just have to find out and, and be okay with whatever answer you get as, as hard as that might be. Also, like, kind of Charlene's point, it could just not be his love language. I mean, quite honestly, you as you talk, and, and Charlene knows me, like, I can be this way sometimes. And like, it's not that I'm not a shy person, but like, especially when I meet new people, like I sometimes get in my head and I forget to be as charming as I can be. And I just don't know why I do it sometimes. And literally sometimes I need friends like Charlene being like, hey, be human around these people. We have a lot of talks about this. <laughs> and, and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, okay, you're right. I should, I should, okay, you're right. And then I am and it's fine. But like, I don't know why I do it sometimes. I I do and and I've like I've always been that way since as long as I can remember. You know, I've met families of girlfriends and I've just decided to be quiet and closed off and very introverted. And she was like, "What the fuck was that?" And I'm like, "I don't know." Like I I don't, I don't know. Um I've done that, right? Um and so, yeah, you just need to talk about it, you know, like, and just make sure that you do it in a way that's not threatening. Because I've had girlfriends kind of said, "What the fuck was that?" And my first reaction was to get defensive. Um, yeah, you know, just be like, "Hey, you know, you just gotta, you gotta figure." And, and that's like, like Charlene said, like it's maybe not his love language. It, you're, it is still early in this relationship. You guys still have some figuring out to do about one another. But you can't just guess, you know, yeah. and you can't make assumptions out of fear that you're going to lose your power or fear that you're going to like lose control of the relationship. That's that that's a that's a slippery slope and a way to get into a potential toxic relationship or like or get in a situation where you've been dating a guy for a year and a half and you have really no idea who he is or how he feels because you've made a lot of guesses and you're just afraid to like be vulnerable. Like yeah. that's that's no way to start a, a relationship. So. No, that's valid. Uh, I'm probably not giving him enough opportunity to express it either, I guess, then. Like, me not asking the question is putting him into a corner, really, too. Yeah, yeah, just ask. I mean, I don't know what Charlene has to think about how to approach it, but you could just like, hey, can I talk to you about something? Like, I mean, I get it. I do shit like this, too. But, like, you did this, and I was curious. I'm like, I just, I'm only, because I'm just curious. I want to make sure I understand you, you know? And if it's something, and then separately, if you're like, worried about like things having changed just be like hey can i ask you a question like you know i kind of miss you doing stuff like this and i you know i don't know i like you and i like hearing that i you know when it comes to love languages there's what you need and there's what your partner needs and often those don't line up and that doesn't mean you can't be compatible but like you have to like i don't like gifts but if i date someone who's like i don't know i like gifts i'd be like well i better fucking get you a gift kind of thing <laughs> even though like i don't need it and i don't care and it's not the way i like to express it but that's what they want and it's not about me right okay. so um you have to f be able to like you both need to be able to like find a common ground there okay i gotcha i relate really hard to this one just <laughs> for what it's worth and it really bugged me, especially after I brought it up. It never really changed. It just was not his personality. But when we got we got along really well, but then it's a similar thing. When he met my friends or family, he was just very, like, he was sort of like the onus was always on the other person to strike up the conversation. You know what I mean? Yeah. The comments from my family is like, oh, he must be very shy. Or some people even think that it's um, 
him being conceited in a way. And I know that's not his approach. Like that is not him at all, but yeah, I relate to this. I relate to I can, I've been this person. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it just, I know sometimes you just, it, it's a default thing. Uh, I will <laughs> say this, if you handle it in a way uh, that's positive and non-threatening, he will appreciate that you help him with this. Okay. Um, if that's what it is, like we're making some assumptions here, but if he is Charlene's ex and he is like, if, if he's doing it for reasons like I've done it before, he will appreciate that you help him not be that way and you're not nagging or criticizing him and belittling him for being that way. He will appreciate it. You also might find, as Charlene mentioned, that like this is who he is and you're not necessarily okay with that and that's not the type of connection you want and that's totally fine. Okay. And you have the right to leave that situation because, again, like – when it's been remind when I when it's pointed out that I do that, I don't like that I do that. And when certain pe- like when Charlene does it with me, I like she does it in a way that's like, okay, you're right, thank you. And then I and I do better, and I feel better for it, you know. Um, and that makes me feel good about myself, and it makes me feel good that I have friends like that. He might not be interested in changing at all. I I don't know. That's. That's for you to like learn about this person, but that's all part of the getting to know you process in a relationship. Okay. No, I get what you're saying. Okay. Yeah. I suspect he does not know this is a problem for you at all. Yeah. I think you're probably right. <laughs> but this is and a- it's not it's not a, like an embarrassing like to be honest, I think most women, at least, and I'm probably bad too, but most women that I know anyway are like you know, want want to feel like what we're giving is being reciprocated. Even if it's, you know, they're showing it in other ways, like if he's not saying it to you, then maybe you're just not going to process it the same way. And like, he just needs to be made aware of that. It's his right, honestly, in this relationship. True. No, I, yeah, I'm not giving him the opportunity. So I need to ask, ask him. You, you seem like when we're talking, you seem like you're thinking a lot about the situation right now. And it seems like it's like it's bot like it's opened up a, a, a can of emotions. I'm curious why. What, what? Yeah, you just don't want to hurt someone's feelings either at the same time. Like, I don't want to make him upset that he's not providing anything for me. Yeah, but also like. Yeah, it's a balance. I, you're, don't be too hard on yourself. Again, like we all do things that sometimes we don't realize or we can't help. And to Charlene's point, like she brought it up and he didn't change. Like this is all he tried. fine. He yeah. tried, but I ended up marrying a guy who was really effusive. <laughs> yeah. Um, just and I just, I, I just don't think you need to feel a lot of guilt about this, right? Like, you know, you're here you're talking to a couple of strangers asking for, you give a shit, you care. Like you, like you don't, don't be so hard on yourself that like no, no damage has been done. And I wonder if maybe you're feeling a little like guilt because you know, your family's been critical and, and you feel like if, if this is like, if he says to you what I'm saying to you, you will almost feel guilty about it. But like, don't like it's totally fine. I'm I'm sensing this from you, but like, I don't, I don't think you need to feel that bad. And like, I've my my life's fine, right? And like, I've 
And like we all just get in ruts. Like sometimes we're just not our best selves and we don't know why we do things. But he also has a responsibility to to do it too. Like, you know, yeah. just because like say like a friend like Charlene points it out to me, it doesn't like I don't know. And sometimes I need to do a better job on my own, you know, doing that. And uh, yeah. uh, that, no, that's No, you all. nailed it. <laughs> yeah, you nailed it, how I'm feeling about it. So uh, it's a lot easier to talk to someone that doesn't know me or the relationship at all because they don't have any biases behind it. But, and not, not to really, not to confuse you though, but you know, sometimes, oftentimes I've been in relationships and I've been, you know, family has been like, I don't get this person. Then I want to defend that person and my family's right. So like, you know, there's, there's a balance there, but the important thing is you just need to figure out what that is. Right. Um, I don't think your family is trying to be critical or mean to him. You know, there's a, when people don't understand each other, um, they make a lot of assumptions. And so you're making assumptions. Just try not to make assumptions and, and figure out whether he's your guy or not. And, you know, there's no, no damage has been done. Don't, don't feel too bad. Okay. Yeah. Thank you. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for calling. This is a, this is a great question, and uh, I, I wish you the best. But uh, we, uh, you know, if you want to give us an update, we'd love to hear. Okay, for sure. Thank you. Good luck. All right. Take care. Okay. Bye. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Um, yeah, that was a totally real uh, uh, great call. I mean, it was funny how you and I related on different spectrums uh, or yes. different sides. Um yeah, I could see, I could tell she was getting really emotional about it. And, uh, but she also had, and she, I, what I loved about her is that she could readily admit that she has not given him the chance to prove her wrong or to change her mind about it. Like she really took responsibility in that. She seems very reasonable. Yeah. Um, and My, I, it's like, it's 50 50 how it plays out. Yeah. Especially since it didn't really sound like she'd ever given like hints that like her family felt a certain way or her friends felt a certain way. Like it kind of depends how much she's been planting the seed up to this point. Yeah. Um... My ex wasn't so his he spoke a little Mandarin because he had lived in China. Um, He's British and he was not able to tell me I was beautiful unless he said it in Mandarin. Like he could not just say you look so beautiful. That level. Okay. That's that's. Like he really struggled. He always felt like it was cheesy, but I think part of it was a cultural difference. Like it was yeah. very British to be like, "Oh, that's so American and like overt." Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. But yeah, I mean that's the thing. It's um, well, the fact that you say he was British reminds me of uh, uh, Malcolm Gladwell's latest book, and the whole premise is just around how we like how we interact with people just has way more to do with like our assumptions about who we are and there's cultural differences, there are age differences. There's so many like things that we, we just don't understand other people, even if we're in relationships with them, especially if like um, we're not willing to ask those questions because we're afraid to like lose our power. Yeah. Or if Um, it doesn't even occur. Well, I feel like it doesn't even occur to a lot of people to ask those questions. Like they would feel more comfortable with their assumptions. There's such a fine line between like when she said, well, I don't want to like lose my power, like huge difference between saying what you want and what you expect in a relationship versus 
I love you so much. Just please tell me you love me. You know, like there's mm-hmm. such a huge difference there. Yeah. And um, she doesn't seem like the type that could possibly say it the latter way anyway. No, but that's why you she, never know, though. You never know how yeah. people are in relationships. You never know. Um, well, Charlene, I really appreciate you coming on. This is I I, I, I knew it would be as great as it was. And uh, oh, it was fun. Um, it's always, I, you know, Charlene and I always have conversations like this in person and and. Our brains often work the same way. It's it's how we became friends so fast by how we kind of perceive situations. And it's been a lot of fun to, to connect with you. So thank you for coming on. And as always, people, thank you for listening. Uh, we appreciate you calling in. Uh, don't forget to check us out tonight and tomorrow for a recap of Listen to Your Heart. And also on Wednesday, it's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks for listening. <laughs>